Well, here we get now. What's the story? That's the day we're writing this again. Oh, for the love of God, Bill. Another all I'm thrown away. Oh, come on, Bill. Well, son, 600 points? I'm afraid I only got 580. You were a disgrace to this family. Well, how'd you get on? Past everything. Ordinary maths and all. You did your bollocks, did you? Ah, oh, you legend, you, you, you boy, you. Hello, you're very welcome to episode four of the Rory Stories podcast with myself, Rory Stories, and Paddy Murphy here. Big Paddy. I never knew your second name was Stories. Yeah, you well, know, a lot of people do ask me that. Like, it's one of the funny questions I always get when I go around. If, Come here, is your name really Rory, is it? And what I'd be go, else would it be? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, it actually is. Yeah, I think to myself, why would it not be? Like, why would you call something Rory Stories and your name is Philip or, or Tony? Sebastian like, or, or Sebastian, yeah. yeah, there's a mad name. But, um... I suppose <coughs> kicking off the, the show, Paddy, we're going to have to talk about the whole uh, country going into a lockdown. No, it's falling. Yeah. Well, not yet, but it will be. It's, I think it's falling in some parts of the country, but we're all right for the moment. Yeah, it's um, it's currently Tuesday. We, we record the podcast on a Tuesday and it go out Wednesday morning. So Don't give we're, away the we're, secrets. We're starting. It's kind of starting now, like we can hear a bit of uh, hailstones. Um, as Paddy says, it's God opening up a few beanbags. Yeah, that's what way? it is. I, yeah, it's God's upstairs with beanbags, ripping them open. Ripping that's, them that's open, yeah. So there. that's the start from now. But we were only laughing, Paddy, on the way in about like, I personally love the way the Irish go about our business. Like just because, right lads, we could be expecting bad snow, so prepare. So everyone drops tools, runs into Tesco, Centra, Super Value and clears the place out of milk and bread. All right, okay. I will say one thing. I understand milk. Milk is essential for cups of tea and coffee and all this crack and hot milk, in fact, even hot chocolate. Why do you stock up on several loaves of bread? Like, how many sandwiches do you expect to make here? Like, I know, but it just goes. It's I, I love it. Like, it's where we were living in the in the forties. Like, everyone yeah. just shitting themselves, well, going, "Oh Jesus, get get milk!" Like, essentials to Irish people back in the day was milk and bread. Yeah. Get the milk and bread. Like, but like, why not just get something to have in the freezer? Like, you know, a uh, uh, heated chicken curry or yeah, or anything yeah. that you could put in your right. fr- why bread? Like? Put, well, there's th- there's three people living in my house, and a, f- a full loaf of bread would last, I'd say, maybe three four days. So why are you going out buying several loaves of bread for... Uh, I'm just laughing. You stop three or four days yeah. to yourself or to the family? To the family. Fuck off, Paddy. I don't eat that much bread. Like, what do you mean? No, bread is standard. Like. Okay, fair You have enough, a sandwich, right. just two slices. How many sandwiches do you have a day? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. But why? I don't understand. Like, why would you get seven loaves? And it's only going to be like three days. We're grand, lads. Yeah, but it is. Uh, it's just, I love it. It's annoying. We, we cannot deal with any warnings, like, because... We're such a happy little country. I leave the Irish alone to go in the beer and, you know, there's no snakes or spiders to harm anyone in the country. You just don't get any yeah. extreme weather. You know, you just get shitty weather all year well, round. And then all of a sudden there is a warning of potentially, you know, a few inches of snow and bedlam. Well, I'm going to throw it back to Stormophilia. Now, I know stuff did happen, unfortunately, bizarre accidents, but, like, they built it up a lot. And really, from our point of view, up here and towards the Dublin meat area, like... It's fairly Ah, it was, but, like. but that could be, it could be by the cried wolf this week, as in like everyone going, don't mind that weather forecast talking about snow. Do you not remember a feeling there was barely a gust of wind yeah. out around the Dublin Mead area, and then now we're not ready for it, and I, it is kind of a couple of feet of snow, yeah, imagine. I actually do hope we do get a bit of snow, because I like a bit of snow, but I hope it's cleared up by Saturday, just... That's then I'll be Yeah, because we have to drive to Donegal up to uh, Letterkenny to do a live show. But anyways, that's the snow. Moving on, anyway... Um, the weekend of, of sport was, was pretty good. We have to touch on 
just touch on the rugby rugby briefly. Um, Ireland. It's, it's, it's great though. Like they, they really are like, if we win the Grand Slam, which obviously what we're all hoping for now, not looking over Scotland and Italy and we have to be England on Paddy's Day, but it'll be an unbelievable Grand Slam. I mean, imagine the DVD of it because think of what happened against France last kick in the game. Then we thought we had Wales out the gap they come back yeah. and we nearly lost the game again essentially. Like, so yeah. it's, it's turned into some Six Nations. Yeah, I mean, I the only gl- the last grand 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 slam I remember, uh, I remember be- watching it like, and it was this the celebrations were monumental. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like if you win this one, like especially the potential to win it, as I said, against the English in London on Paddy's Day. Yeah, Unreal. no, it is, and it, and it's set up, you know, and. Like it's kind of good. Like as we know, Sexton didn't have his boots on him from the kicks. He he was very. Well, he imp- did, but they fucking weren't going to do him. Well. No, he, he he was off the target, but he was very influential from from a play point. Like he's a very good uh, ball player. Like most El has, you, you look for a kicking game and obviously getting their their penalties and that. But he was very very good from open play. But just he's no Ronald Nogueira. From kicking, yeah. Uh, there's a big debate. Who would you have on your team? Like, oh O'Gara, surely. Would you? Yeah. But like far o- more reliable. But O'Gara was always targeted by the opposition because he, he well, was for weak. Kick, like, for, well, weak, but he was he I wasn't Sexton overall. But in terms of from a kicking aspect, I'd have Ronan O'Gara. So you'd sub Sexton on just or off just as the kick comes in and then let O'Gara. Well, you, you'd always say from a balls point of view, um, as in like in a key moment, you would have had O'Gara, but like, there was no more ballsy than that kick against the French from, from Sexton, you but know, where O'Gara has done that on numerous occasions. Yeah, you know? it's all swings and roundabouts. Although he may have had a bad game against the Welsh, he got the win against the French, so they kind of cancelled each other out, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And just on the rugby, I suppose we have to give uh, Jamie Heaslip a shout out. Um, he had to retire there um, from, from, I presume from his back injury that never cured and he was advised by doctors that he needs to quit but uh, I love watching him play he was an absolute outstanding uh, number 8 for, for, for Leinster in Ireland all his career he he went through a phase there a few years ago we got, I'm not sure he got man in the match in about 3 or 4 games in a row like he's a um, warrior no he is he's a warrior Like, and it's it's ironic that he he was never injured Like play. he was one of these players he was always available to both Leinster and all the constant how's that man never injured and then all of a sudden he, God, I think he could be only in his maybe 30, 31 he's a young enough man yeah and he had well, to rugby, finish but rugby's one of those sports where it takes like you have to retire earlier than other sports like you know, for soccer for example you can play till you're 34, 35, 36 but rugby you really will have to be gone a lot sooner well, just because of how damaging it is in the yeah but like yeah, I wouldn't fancy you know uh Say Paul O'Connell or Brian O'Driscoll when they're in their sixties, like especially you know, you O'Driscoll. For you wouldn't fancy them. Do you fancy them now? Uh, of course I do. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's they they you know the, the hits they took over the years. I'm sure is going to have an effect on them. But um, as I said, Jamie Heasley was a great warrior, and and I hope he enjoys retirement. There was a big uh, weekend party in the GEA as well. Just gone. Yes, there was indeed. Yeah. So, like I said, like the, the league is the league at the end of the day, but like there's the, the standout. That's a great analogy. Yeah, I've got to take that with me forever more. <laughs> the league is the league, lads. It is. Take, like, a, you know, take it, that in. The pinch of salt, but like the standout so far, and I don't want to go into too too much depth on it. Is Galway in the football? You have to give a, a, a credit to. They're after going unbeaten so far. Going down to Tralee last weekend. Beating Kerry, they're flying at Dublin. There's no point in. Yeah, but to be fair, Monaghan bet Kerry as well. So yeah, well that's a Kerry. It's only good. Monaghan. Yeah, it's good to see Kerry giving the young lads a, a continued goal though. That's, yeah, well, they that's have the like. Dubs in Crow Park this weekend, um, which is is, is going to be a huge game to see where they're at. Like Dublin, like there's not too much you can say about Dublin other than they're just phenomenal at the minute and they're getting better all the time, which makes me want to cry from a mean man's point of view. But they're class, like you know. They're really not are. even number two in Leinster anymore. 
I don't want to talk about that. Um, there was another uh, down the divisions. Um, division one is is still up in the air. Mead uh, went from potentially getting promoted to because Clare won. They're looking at a potential relegation battle. Relegation. So I don't division want to go three. into that too much. Division, division three, three for Man and Armagh are blazing the trail, and division four Leash don't belong in division four, in my opinion. I remember playing underage against a lot of that Leash team um, back. Back in the days, they say you're talking 10, mm. 12 years ago, and like they still have a core of great players, don't belong in Division 4. I would say they come out. And then on the hurling, Kilkenny are back, I would say. Ooh. Another great, yeah, another great performance, beat, beat tip by a point. So it's good to see. But like In reality, though, does anyone really care about the league? Yes and no. Well, it's they don't really. Yeah, it, I remember being in the Paddy, league final man in Dublin a couple of years ago and it was five thousand. The thing is there. with the league, it's genuinely more competitive than the championship up until the last two or three games. It's a fact. Like there's better games, especially in Division it's, One, it, than there it, is in the championship. But it's right? essentially like a pre-season, though. But that's what's wrong with the GEA is is that it shouldn't be. It they should have it a league-based championship because they're where all the good games are in the shit weather. They're, they're, and you come right, Dublin will get competitive games. Right through the league, then they go into Leinster, and unfortunately, they won't have a competitive game till potentially an All Ireland final, semi final, maybe. You know, yeah. so it's sad. But um, listen, Congress was on Paddy uh, at the weekend where they make all the big decisions. But the decision that I I want to go into because it's something personal to myself is the GA have banned gambling uh, completely from a sponsorship point of view within the GA. Was there much of it beforehand? Uh. I, I don't it's the only thing that sticks out to me is bar bar one race and used to sponsor Cross McGlen um club team. That's what, from a county point of view, I can't think of anyone who was sponsored by a banking company, which is great. But listen, it's not gonna cure it, obviously, but I think we both know it's an absolute massive problem, not only in the GA but in the country at the minute gambling from that perspective. Um it's something personally that I have had troubles with. Um, and I've no problem talking about um, about the effects in gambling. And I'll go back, long story short, um, every every GA team, our club team, as you know, is full of lads and banded. But around this time of year, Cheltenham's coming up and it's it's all lads talk about. Now, I'm not telling anyone, don't gamble, you know, you might get addicted to it. The worrying thing about gambling is if if 10 lads go to, to, the, to the races or whatever, there's a guaranteed two or three of them lads that cannot leave it there and they come home to the local pub and they have one eye on the telly on that shite Dundalk all-weather racing, back on horses. Then the next day they go down on the Saturday, say to back uh, an accumulator which we, where, where everyone starts and then yeah. before they know, they're back in steeple downs which is basically virtual racing and, and same with dogs and shit like that. So that's where... I had my own issues with gambling. Uh, I, I was in a very bad place four or five years ago where what killed me, as, as I said to you before, Paddy, was this online betting. So back when I was a young lad, say 16, 17, you used to go down to the local bookies, put your fiver bet on, and, you know, that was it. You went home and, and, and you know, it might won, it might lost, but it's like that in life. The more money you make, the more you, you bet. If yeah, you get you're never me, satisfied. Like, like. You're never satisfied. But that was fine. But see, the online betting now, is it's a tip of your finger. You sit at home. It's ironic that it takes seconds to, for the money to leave your, your, your AIB or your Bank of Ireland and go into your Paddy Power account. But if you want to reverse that and you say 100, I think it takes three or four working days. Like, do you get me? Like, So yeah, they're constantly off. winning. Like, and Well, there's a reason why... Every big sporting event in the world, is, like, is plastered by betting companies. Like, 
Do you know what I mean? It's well, like if the if money you look, in, with betting companies, is yeah, but if you look at Paddy Power, they they have a budget to make Floyd Mayweather wear a pair of Paddy Power boxers uh, for the weigh-in against McGregor. That to me, like I'm, a man getting a hundred million for that fight, so, so you can only imagine like, how much it would the cost. money. Like, and again, I I, I don't want to say nobody should bet, but it's I I have an addictive personality, and you do as well, Paddy. We spoke about it before, and with addictive personality, there's you can use it in a positive or negative. A positive way is getting into something you enjoy, a passion, which is comedy from our perspective, yeah. or, or, or going to the gym or reading books or travelling. But on the negative side of an addiction is gambling, alcohol, drugs, and and, and, and shit food, as you said yourself, like <clears throat> addiction to takeaways and that. So, like, from from my point of view, when it comes to the gambling is that it, it gets a it gets a grip you as you know Murphy's sneezing away here behind the camera we are right it gets a huge grip you and like what people don't understand about gambling is it's such a silent you know silent pig that Niall McNamee and Ocean McCommon these lads are hooked on it and what do you think Paddy from, from a younger perspective point of view like with this online betting like is it just a tragedy well, in the making or I think online betting it's like online anything online shopping you don't have to put much hassle in to, to spend or to do this. So the fact that it can be on your fingertips is so dangerous. Like It's it's like a drug. Betting is like a drug, I would imagine. As in, you get your fix, you win 50 quid, but then that only means you need to win 100 quid then to boost you again. It's just it, the, the online betting and the apps is very scary. But you know what the amazing thing is with gambling? Anyone who does gamble is listening will, will, will fully know what I'm talking about saying. You're never happy. You're never happy when you win money. Like this is a fact. Say yeah. if you went into a bookies now, Paddy, down the road there, and went in with fifty euro and won two hundred fifty euro, you actually feel shit. You don't. You don't like that money. It's like no. dirty money. You like, want to get rid of it. Yeah. You want to get rid of it. And yeah. hence why lads like how many times have you been down in the pub and you'd say a lad getting around the points, around the shots, and you go, "Oh, I had a great day at the races," because it's not money that you feel is yours. It's like. The way I look at it is, someone lost their bollocks somewhere around the country, around the world, and you're basically taking their money off on a loan, and then the yeah. tables will turn in a few months' time. You'll go into the bookies, you'll use your bollocks, and that man will get a good look. So it's just, it is, it's 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 just a horrible, horrible industry to me. And I'm I'm personally delighted for the GA to meet this head on and say, right, we need to stop it because, like I said, addictive personality. You, 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 like I remember sitting at home, I don't even know the rules of cricket. I used to be. You know, one o'clock in the morning sitting up. Uh, I don't like yeah. cricket. But basically betting on, on cricket it. results and stuff like that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like and and golf say, oh, Tiger Woods get the next pair, Tiger Woods next. And that's the level of, of what young lads are dealing with at the minute. So have you ever uh, gone into the betting before, Paddy? I've I can safely say I've never actually got into betting. Never I think I've made one bet in my life and that was uh, on your stag do over in Liverpool. <laughs> I got I just I, everyone was betting, I was like, right, fuck this, I'm gonna go over and do a bet on the Champions League final last year. Did you win? No. Well, no. I didn't, I didn't get, I just, I was like, I knew, like, I, thankfully, I, I've seen people who've gone through it, so I know not to get into that, because as, as you said, I have, an, I have an addictive personality, so if I was to get into betting, I'd be fucked, like, I, I wouldn't have a cent to be named, but an example I'll give um, from a friend of mine, like, this fella probably earns, you know, standard, like, what, 500 quid a week or whatever it is, but yet he, he lost a thousand, a thousand quid in one go. He put a thousand quid on golf. He doesn't know anything about golf, but he lost a grand. So then he was going to another mate of mine, asking for two grand loan to pay off that and have another grand to go again. Like, and that's mad. That's like weeks, weeks wages of his. Like, 
And like, I know you use your money, you do what you want, but that this just shows the level of ad- uh, addictiveness attached to but it. But like. it's, it's, it's a violent addiction. And like I said, it, no matter what people sit down and say to you, stop betting Rory or stop betting Paddy, you're not listening to me. You're actually looking straight through their, their head going, I'm not listening to you, and if I had 100 now, I'm going betting. Like, I'll tell you about how a good story, it's kind of a funny story about how unlucky you can be in it from a betting perspective, right? So I have a friend of mine back at home, and he's into the betting whatever, but he said one day, He's going to go down the village to get himself a, a McDonald's, right? He was hung over or whatever. So down the village, anyway, I think he said he might have had maybe a hundred euro on him. And he said he's gonna go into 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 the bookies and, and have a bet or whatever. It was a Saturday, it was loads of racing on. So he went in anyway and had no luck. If I ever turned into a tenner, and all of a sudden he was down I think whatever way he was up and down, he was down to his last um seven euro. And he said, Oh my god, do you know our stubbornness, I'm gonna go to McDonald's and get myself my food and I'm going to go home and yes I'm going to piss and moan and, and be raging with myself but at least I'll have got what I went to the village for or the town for so anyway he left the books and went down and he ordered his food it was a Big Mac meal with whatever and you want to turn and says that'll be 750 please and he says are you fucking joking me like, like he didn't even have enough money he thought he did so he, he walked out at McDonald's went on his way home had a little look into a different book he's seen Lingfield where there was four horses running and there was a one to seven on favourite which means this has to win. It's on the flat. It's six furlongs. He has to win. So he said, right, well, at least, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna get me my Big Mac meal and get something out of this. So he went in and he put seven euro on to win one euro and the fucking horse fell on the flat. Do you know what I'm saying? Now it's fucking gas when you think about it, but that's what I'm well, saying that about... Well, kind of shows how bad it is. Well, like, it just shows... Put seven, when, you're putting seven quid on to win one back. I know, oh, but that's the illness. Point. You don't you don't think of it that way when you're engrossed in that kind of uh, negativity of gambling world. Like It's like I said, it's... The addictive personality, can it, like when I was so engrossed by by uh, gambling, I went and got a bit of help off, off a lad from uh, the Rutland Centre, Jerry Cooney, and he sat me down and he gave me the best bit of advice I've ever had in my life. He says, Rory, addictive personality is what you're born with. It's how you use it can determine your outcome in life. So yeah. basically, right now, you're engrossed. We're waking up on a Saturday morning, flicking through the paper, thinking about Ruby Walsh and a horse, thinking about, you know, United at home, easy bet, accumulator. But you're, you're basically, your thoughts are dominated by gambling. Yeah. Where if you can somehow substitute that that part of your brain with something you're interested in, maybe cycling, maybe running, maybe, you would be amazed what you can achieve in your life. And without sounding corny or geeky or the cut of this lad, Rory Stories began that year. Like, when I walked away from gambling, haven't had a bet in four years, and I, I put all my energy now, now I'm highly addicted to Rory Stories, as you know, yeah. like videos, I have to get a video done, I have to get prepare the live show, I have to do this, I have to do that. And it is stressful, but isn't it mm. great to be stressed and something you enjoy? Stress, and that's what I try to tell people, it's like, Listen, buddy, I feel so sorry if you're engrossed in a gambling addiction, but just try and, and substitute with something you're interested in, whether it be <coughs> anything in life, a guitar or something, and you'd be amazed what might come out of it, you know what I mean? So Yeah, well, like, as you said, it's such a a vicious circle, um, gambling. So, for example, like, if you have a bookies, um, I think Airtown is quite small, a couple of thousand people, or twice, I don't know, was it 15,000 people? But there's, like, what, four bookies? Yeah. But beside every, every single of the bookies, there's a pub right next door. I know so many lads that will go on a Monday morning or, like you know, sit there from 12 o'clock in the day and just go in and out, in and out, bookies points, bookies points. Oh, it's book- horrible. Like. They're losing their hole in the bookies. And then they're, whatever they make, they're spending again. And I remember one of the local barman told us a story of a lad who was doing that and he had no money left, so he came in and got the points on tick. He's like, look, I'll give you that 50 there. Can, can you give me 50 for points? And so he went out, had to, he had to work to pay for the points he's already got. 
So you're not making it, and you're just—it's just—it's a but that, that's what I'm talking about. Endless, but Shapani, how many lads? And I said, how many lads? This this right, right, boys. We're going to Punches Town or Leopardstown over the Christmas, right? Oh fuck, that's going to be some crack, boys. Your best suit, you know, yeah. your 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 you've two or three hundred euro in the pocket. You're saying to yourself to get the right. I'm just having a tenner a race, and I'm gonna enjoy myself on the beer. How many lads? For every bunch of of, of fellas all over the country who go to race me, there's at least one lad. In that group, by the last race, he's drinking points in my wadi because he fucking lost his yeah. bollocks and the horses. And they're not happy with the horse race that's going on. Yeah. They go into the little bookies and put their bets on. And before you know it, they've actually sacrificed their drinking to get their money back. And that's what I feel so sorry for them lads. Yeah. I really do. Like, like, I think it's fair. It has to be said as well that, you know, it's like everything. You know, everyone's entitled. You're not, we're not saying don't go to the bookies. Like, well, ideally, yeah, but you can't do that. People, people are able to control it. And if you can have a bet, and that's all fair enough, but. It's just about learning the margins. Like, for example, there's 1,100 bookies in this country, bookie shops. Like, 11, 11, 1,100 bookmakers. That's a stat from gambleaware.e now, if anyone's looking for the source. But that just shows you, like, that, that I know it doesn't seem much in the grand scheme of things, but, like, for a small country like ours, that is insane. Well, do you ever see bookies shutting down, Paddy? No, that they, well, that's it. There's yeah. pubs shutting down before there's bookies. And that's, like, listen gambling is great crack and listen I used to love going to the race meetings and back and there's no better feeling there's no better feeling as you said than going on a Saturday with your mates having one eye on the race going in five each way that's all well and good as long as you can leave it there but unfortunately there's lads like myself who woke up the next morning and was still raging over the 100 year last day before and one way or another ended up back in the bookies chasing that money and anyone that's involved in gambling will tell you chasing the money is one of the worst feelings in the world you're in the bookies you're going from dog to, to horse, to soccer, you're chewing the pens, you're in the height of it, you're trying to let on everyone's grand, having normal conversation, and the minute you walk out of that uh, bookies after losing your money, this whole re- realisation comes over you going, oh my god, I'm just going to have to lose 200 euro, and I've walked up the road and punched myself physically in the head going, you're a fucking idiot, what are you doing? Like, But the addiction part of it is, when you sit down and you reassess everyone, if you have another 100 euro, you're back in again, and like, for lads out there who do have a gambling problem, like my own, my only advice to you is that only you want to be able to to cure yourself because you can't sit down with your mom or your dad or your sister or your wife or your girlfriend, whatever, and they say stop gambling or you're done. I'm kicking you out of the gap. Only well, like, you have to want to do it, you know. And like you go into the more serious side effects of it, like not to mention how many uh, families and lives are ruined over this, but like how many like you know suicides are linked to it. Gambling, exactly. so you, like. it's it's a vicious. Like, if I was to ask you right now, how much money do you reckon is spent a year in bookies in Ireland? Without looking at my notes, <laughs> how many money is spent? How, how much? How much money is spent in a in, in a year in bookies in Ireland? Oh, you know, Jesus. This, this is from 2010, but you know it's still relative. Like it probably is even like more now. This this could be a man. I, I I'm just just a million just pops in my head. Like, but I haven't a clue. Like, obviously, like I'd say there's that, there's rich fuckers out there who put a million in a year. Yeah, I know. It was a bit of a scandal. Five billion a year. Is spent five billion a year that goes down to 14 million a day and 10 grand a minute is spent in bookies in Ireland. In Ireland, 10 grand hell. a minute. If you that's absolutely, but, it, but Paddy, just going back to the original point of this of this topic is is fair folks to the GA, and, and, and I'm so proud of the GA for now. 
it's not going to stop people from betting, but it's just making awareness of it. It's not putting it in people's face. Like, how annoying is it watching Sky Sports? Betfair.com, get Wayne Rooney for the next corner, blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, my God. And poor lads sitting there who are trying their best to not bet. It's shoving yeah. their face. And, like, it's like when, when I met with Jerry Cooney, he said, break away from all that. Don't even, like, for, for a few weeks after, I didn't watch any sport because... I got to a stage where I couldn't watch a sporting event without putting a bet on. Even well, if, you and you know the same, Paddy, oh, an interest bet. An interest bet me bollocks. That's feeding your addiction. I'll put a five on, on, watch the worst standard. I don't like soccer, as you know. I'm not interested in it. But I've often sat through championship matches on a Saturday afternoon between, I don't know, fucking two bog hole teams and had a fiver on it and I'd actually be roaring at the telly going, oh, you useless bollocks and put that, it in there. No, Do you know what I mean? Like, that is one thing that, if you can say, I that appeals to me about Ben, is the fact that it will it will spark interest and in stuff you never would have liked before, and gives you that feeling. Like you know, I wouldn't necessarily if I had like that'd be one thing I would choose that is a is a plus point of it almost. But it's it's not it's probably not for the good reasons. But like it's like fantasy football. Like you don't support say Newcastle or or, or Middlesbrough, but if they're playing. And you've them in your fancy team, you're gonna be mad for it. Like so, that's kind of a little bit of it that I kind of like. That's a cool, you know, attraction of it. But then it's not worth the, you know, the, the bullshit that comes with it almost. No, but it, again, it's just it's 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 an addictive personality. And like I said about lads who love the points, lads who love. It's like I'd have a few cigarettes when I'm on the beer. Like it's I'm one of these agents that got uh, roped into you know having a few uh, silico choices when you're on the beer. Like and I'd be raging with myself every Sunday morning or whenever I am. I wake up going, why did I have a cigarette? But then three or four points in again, you're going around bumming fags. Like it's yeah. just the addictive personality. You're, and like you're that fucker who bums fags. Well, I am, but <laughs> who isn't like them? Like it's just it's a dreadful little habit to have. Like and yeah. as I said I haven't really had much points the last few weeks, and it's great. We wouldn't look at a cigarette. But that's just another incline of, of addiction, you know what I mean? So I, I think it needs to be said as well. I know gambling is perceived as, you know, being adults and our lads and all these things, but teenage gambling is a rife problem in this country. Yeah. It is actually two to three times more common to bet with teenagers than it is with, you know, adults. So yeah. that, that is a scary stat. And, and again, what, what worries me is I remember, I remember like was it, when I was 15 years of age, a lad who used to play uh, football with on, on my club team, he'd be into betting and stuff like that. And I remember him saying, I'm telling you now, book, see that betting, you want to give it up, it's no good for you. We're like, oh no, we don't really bet, we only put a five round the weekend on, the, on the football. Tell you now, book, that's how it starts. I'm up to me bollocks now and them fucking horses and all, so I wouldn't go near, like, and I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, but sure, I, I'll never be into betting. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like the, fir the first bet we ever put on, we got a tip, myself and, and Tony, people probably recognise him from the video, his beardy fella, went down the Galway and his dad texted him, go into a bookies and back these three or four horses, or three or four teams, we did not know what was going on. And I remember Tony wrote down the four teams and he had a tenner. I was like, what are you doing putting a tenner on that you age? He's like, it's only a tenner. Oh, you're mad. I only put a fiver on. And it won like every first bet. Fast forward 10 years, I remember being in the bookies of Tony like this when I was betting a good bet. And uh, say he, some, some, he was jan dancing around. And I was like, oh, do you have to go? Yeah, I had a fiver on. He's like, what are you doing putting a fiver on it? Why would you bother putting a fiver on a horse? Do you see how the tables uh, flip like? So you're like more like... Exactly. Yeah. So I, I was the one saying... What are you doing putting a five on? That's mad. To laughing at him for only putting a five on. That's where the addiction it's, gets it's, a grip. It's like any addiction. That's how it starts. For example, 
do people think unfor- like the people who are addicted to heroin out on the streets started on that? No, they started on the smaller drugs and built their oh, way yeah, up. But it's like it's you, know, you smoke a bit like. of hash and the first people say it, is it leads on. It lead, again, it goes back to this addictive personality. You smoke a bit of hash, you like the buzz, then you, you're, there's no buzz off hash, then you go on to coke and then you go on to heroin and then unfortunately there's no other road and you're, you're, it's hard to turn back. It's ex- Addiction is a killer. And yeah. And like I said, that's the worrying thing about these young lads coming up who do a part-time job, saying in Tesco's or Super Value or whatever it is, and they might get paid a hundred euro a week. They poor lads probably transfer fifty euro into their Paddy Power account, and yes, it is only like pennies or fives and tenners. But trust me, lads, when you become and you get a good job and you go to college and you get a nice salary, you'll have no bother putting two hundred euro a time on a bet like, and that's where you're in serious trouble. So my own opinion is. If you can enjoy it, enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with a fiver to again accumulate. That's great crack. A lot of people do. But if you find yourself getting too addicted to it, listen, start it's, before it gets or stop before it gets worse. Like it's also not limited to just making bets on sporting events. Like my I'd say my closest relationship to gambling or this would be FIFA and putting pumping, I mean pumping money into FIFA, like Ultimate Team. And there's people out there who relate to this and know this because like the money they make is rife. I've put in the last five years, like probably five plus thousand euro, like over the years, like and that's again, you know that, what I mean? but that's your fix. And I know I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing betting, but that is essentially gambling too, like because yeah. you know, well, you don't get this money back, like, but it's just, it's just mad. But it like. is, like, you know, we, we'll just finish on that. Just as I said, to we're not telling them don't, don't bet and all, don't give in. But like, of course, like, there's a lot of people for that people out there like ourselves who have the addiction personality. Our only voice is trust me. Starts off with a fiver and tenner, yeah. but it will it will snowball and you know nip it in the bud now before it gets any worse. You know what I mean? And again, hat tip to the GEA for 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 putting their hand up and making that decision. Uh, I think we're the first organisation that had a soccer and rugby in the country to to ban it. So I think soccer, that shows. Well, I just think it shows great leadership from the GEA and and fair play to everyone who voted on that. Um, Paddy, we just obviously that was a serious topic, so we're gonna kind of finish on something with a bit of banter. Um, we had it. We had a few requests and chats about this uh, request. Our favorite childhood films when we were growing up. Top three. Top three favorite childhood films growing up. Um, now to so, go back, you're an owl lad, and I'm a young yeah, lad. So, there's, so, so there's ten years between the difference. So there's probably a film or two I have heard of, Paddy never heard of. But I'll let you, uh, as 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 the younger man, go ahead there, Paddy, with your first one. Now, two of these picked themselves. I think anyone my age will have them down. There's one there that I think you may have, and there's one that, you know, I don't know. Um, first one, no-brainer, 100%, Toy Story. That yeah. has to be there, especially for my age group, like. Yeah. Has it, to, for a children's movie, like. Yeah, it's 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 a classic, like, and, and they all were classics, you know what I mean? But, I it, know, but like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't in my... In my top three now, I have to say, like, uh, but I no, I this, I, I'm not arguing with Toy Story. It is no, a classic. I am arguing with you. You have to have Toy Story in there. Paddy, there's ten years between us. Like, you're, know, you, yeah. you were in nappies when I was that when I was ten. You know what I mean? Like, you have to put yeah. it that way. So, but like, just shout out to Toy Story. Like, I, I it's just magical watching that. As a, even and I love are you just saying number one or the, the whole three Ooh. or four? Is it four of them three of them? Oh, the first one, yeah. Well, well that's the, that's definitely the, the, the best one. What then. about when uh, Andy goes to college? I really, enjoy, I really enjoyed that one where he yeah. had to pr- remember where the big mean bear of a lad. Remember that where they all collared them? I like that. That's one. Was that Toy three, Story was three? It? I think. Yeah, I, I thought that was class. No, I think they're all. Don't get me wrong. They're all actually brilliant. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those uh, franchises that doesn't get better but stays kind of relatively as good. Number one is is their number one in my opinion, right? For sure. Um, no contest. Buzz Lightyear, 
all the way like okay I ha- my my first one I have to say I watched it religiously I used to I was the type of person that you don't even remember you going down renting out cassettes in the local or, or DVDs DVD, yeah, no it wasn't DVDs it was like we had video to win tape. actually rev videos yeah old school stuff but that, mine man. was The Mighty Ducks are you too? Are you too young? I've heard of never seen the Mighty Ducks. I thought that oh was my more God. Coach Bombay. That was my. I, I I watched the Mighty Ducks religiously when I was younger. I never, um, I've never heard of that in my life. I actually, if I, if I was to kind of judge myself on it, I like to think I was Charlie, who was the captain and the main man, but I was really the fat goalie, like who was uh, who was shit and putting goals. But it was great crack. I have to watch this. I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, Mighty life. Ducks. Oh my God, it's Is it a kids so movie? good. It's about hockey. You've heard of it though, have you not? I've heard of the Mighty Books or something. I don't oh, know. you're a disgrace to my generation. Yeah, well, you're an old lad, yeah? I'm be right, well, here. Mighty Ducks is definitely right. Give us your number two. Number two, again, I think, is a no-brainer. It debated, but it is definitely a children's movie, but you could debate it, maybe. Has to be the one and only Home Alone. Yeah. That's... Has to be there. Yeah, again, I don't have that many. I think, but I'm not I, think I, 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 I arguably think that's one of the best movies of all time. Well, Christmas film, yeah, it probably it well, has it's to definitely be like, the best Christmas film ever. It's definitely not one of the best films of all time. It has to be top. Now, it has like. to be top ten best film of all time. As in, you know. Uh, just for well, it's no Shawshank Redemption, it's no Goodfellas, it's no Dumb you know and Dumber. Shawshank so. Redemption, as good as it is, it's a cliche pick for people. It's too easy to say, Oh, yeah, Shawshank Redemption, yeah, but put it it's th- good, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, but not. Put it, yeah, but put it this way like, this Shawshank Redemption is one of the only film that you can actually watch it in bad form and actually be in great form after it because of the belief. I know, in don't, don't, that, don't get I mean? me wrong, it's unreal, but I always. I, I ever see I, whenever I see interviews with celebrities going oh what's your favourite film it's always Shawshank Redemption like, yeah no it is pick, I know like, it's cliche right oh, well yeah, ho- I'm not arguing Home Alone is classic Home I would have said a more of a Christmas Christmas film uh, it was the best thing for us since Life's Bread but from Macaulay Culkin no nah, it's it not us it's both generate every generation like I have a daughter Ella who's five I guarantee when she's 20 she's Home Alone's and Dogs <laughs> Bollocks at Christmas so yeah. we'll agree on that my second one is again I think it might be a bit uh, old for your liking but The Cratty Kid Daniel LaRusso Never seen it. Oh my, Paddy! I seen, I seen, I seen the new room with Will Smith. You don't do tell. Do, I seen the new one with. Does the word Mister Miyagi? Yeah, mean I know that. I know yeah, that. And do you know where it came from? The Karate Kid. Karate Kid. I thought I thought it was your man from uh, Die Hard. Keshi's. Do you know your man? No, like the Karate Kid. Again, there's Probably one, two, and three. That's not a child. No, one and two were good. One was uh, no. Sorry, one, two, and three were very good. Was then it, he brought out the one. Was Bruce Lee in that? No. Uh, I just now Karate Kid <laughs> for my generation we'll talk about because Daniel LaRusso he was bullied at the start uh, by the Cobra Kai lads it's the first film and then he was a terrible fighter and he done all this hand moving and he used to uh, paint the fence sand the floor do you not remember this no <laughs> fucking Paddy you're killing me here I've seen the remake Miyagi, Miyagi used to get him to literally uh, wax all his cars wax off wax off and he used to get him to paint the fence nice, but this was all nice, skills that's, like, a, that's like, a nice accent so, there. so <laughs> that's how he but, but then uh, Dan, then Daniel was like I'm sick of this I'm sick of this you're not fucking training and he goes Daniel son paint the fence and then when he started to do it he actually was showing him cratty and that's how the cratty come about I'll tell you yeah I've seen, seen the newer one with Will and then Smith Miyagi style. who was like a 17 year old's Seventy-year-old Chinese man who was far from not was able to bait up anyone he touched. So it was it was fictional, but it was deadly. I loved it. So that's my number two. You're fine. I one. seen the, I seen the new I seen the remake of it a couple of years later. You know, Will Smith's young lad. No, 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 no. Oh, that's Jackie where, Chan in that. Yeah, one. that's where yeah. you got. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was grand, but it wasn't an original. It's a bit like Willy Wonka's new one with Johnny Depp compared to the old one. <laughs> 
doesn't cut with yeah, me. I, yeah, no, not as good. But it still was decent. Though. It was grand, but it wasn't old skill. Right, hit me with your third one. Now, this is one where I actually have two names down. I, I, I didn't know. I think this is one you might have down. One of them, but I'm gonna go with this is no. Uh, this is the one. I that only I, have one left, though. You look so. I yeah, but I'm saying I have two down in my third spot. One that I know you don't have that I think is good, and the one I think you do have. The one that I'm gonna go with is Jumanji. Again, class film, but purely yeah. for Robin Williams. It, it, you know, it's. I would, I would have said Mrs. Doubtfire ahead. That's of that. what I had with it. Yeah, that's uh, what I wrote uh, down I, beside Mrs. it. Mrs. Doubtfire all day long. Jumanji was good. No, no, but I'm just off yeah. the top of my head. Mrs. Doubtfire well, then, was because yeah, I, I'll go with Mrs. Doubtfire. I had, I was wavering between the two, like. I think Emma Robin Williams is great. Like no, he was a legend, and, and he, I could, he could make anything funny. Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire definitely is a, is a family classic. Like it really is. You, like. you could have Robin Williams playing your man. And oh shit, no, I've kicked the bastard. Help us on the way, dear. And he yeah. starts lepping over now. Class. I think you will disagree with this, but I think he's the best comedic actor of all time. Uh, he is. He's up he's, there. I'm not going to disagree. Or like, obviously, Jim Carrey is my. I know. My he's not hero, now. Like, let it be known. He's not. Obviously, he wasn't restricted to purely comedy, but. Brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely. he was an outstanding talent and unfortunately, rest in peace. My final one, you're probably going to think when I was a young lad, I was pure violent, but Bloodsport. Did you ever hear Bloodsport? What in the name wait, of Wait, wait, Jean-Claude Van Damme. No. No, see, there's, the, only age, Van there's the age gap. You're killing me, Paddy. Bloodsport. Blood. That's Annie, the worst name ever. Any young lad. What sort of childhood movies did you watch? So I grew up in, in the 90s. I was born in 87 and 31 this year. So Bloodsport to me, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he went and he took on like, it's a crappy film. So we were all, karate, we were, yeah, but we were all growing up like me and my cousins on the lads of three years. We just bait each other, thinking we were Van Damme, thinking we were Rocky, thinking we were everyone. Like. It, it really does show the gap, though. I would, I haven't even heard. Oh well, I've heard of the Karate Kid, like, but not the one you know, knew. You hear Rambo, did you? Yeah, yeah. Like I thought I was Rambo. Like my dad used, to, I made my dad call me Rambo when I was younger. Rambo, come over here, and I go around thinking I was great and I'm running through bushes, yeah, thinking I was Rambo. That's hilarious. That was old school. There's no iPads. I just ran around the back bushes in my garden just to pretend I was Rambo, and then come in when I fell crying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wasn't I know I know we were prepared for the children's movies, but while we're here, the top three movies of all time, just in general. Because Dan I'm not thinking too much about it, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh Goodfellas, Shawshank Redemption, Dumb and Dumber. Just gonna bum. Yeah. Ooh. Once upon a time in America is unbelievable as well, but I like, give Goodfellas over that like. I'm gonna go these are gonna be super bad step brothers. Think are so you love uh, ah, that shit is hilarious. Yeah, I, in, a, yeah. in a former life, I wish I was John. Step Brothers is, is only on the night, it's top class. Like, I've that's the only movie I can watch over and over and not get sick of. I've seen that 50 times. I'd say Forrest Gump's another film like that. You, you can, know what? You can let I never, never liked that movie. Forrest Gump, yeah, why? That's everything. Like Forrest Gump's it. a film where you can just I know, pick it, it up at any stage. Like, I thought it was grand. Film, yeah. I thought it was grand. Not a, not a, it shouldn't be regarded as one of the top ones though. Oh, no, 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 I love you, Danny. Actually, The Ringer as well. I'm gonna put in there. That's an out there one, but that's just uh, funny. You're stuff. fucking way off The Ringer, Paddy. That's not even top twenty or fifty for that. It's no, I know, but all. it's just one of those funny ones, like. No, it's, Step it's, Brothers, I think, is up there. I think Will Ferrell is. One well, of you're going off the radar now with your films. Your fucking Ringer would just stop. Watch it. Watch it and tell me it's not class. Right, I've seen it before. I have seen it, like. Uh, yeah, um, maybe not a top 20. Johnny but. Knoxville, I mean, right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen it. It is cool, but it's not in there. So one of those, just one of those cheap laughs, like. Well, give us your, give us your final three that you have to pick. Okay. If you were heading off, 
basically, we're going to get hit now by the maddest snowstorm of all time, and you can only have three oh, DVDs. Now, with see, that, see, that changed it. I was going more flipping. Okay, then it was Step Brothers, definitely. Right, Step Brothers. You need, you'll need a serious one in there, wouldn't you? But I don't want to be cliche with the seriousness. Die Hard. Okay, good, yeah. Um, Step Brothers, Die Hard. And then for the third one, I'm going to go with Super Bad. Right, not bad. I'll no, go with Dumbledore Dumber for the laughs, uh, Shawshank Epson for hope and belief, and then I'm going to go Goodfellas for just pure and utter outrageous film and wanting, only, to be, wanting to be a gangster. I only yeah. seen Goodfellas about six months ago for the first time. Unreal. But yeah, no, it was class. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. So would you say Dumb and Dumber is the best comedy movie of all time? Oh yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd easily fight anyone over that. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, I've had arguments a lot, I've had arguments with lads in the beer going, I'm turning to one command's fun. I'm, like, I'm just going to agree to disagree. You have to feel sorry for the fellow with Jim Carrey, I don't even, I forget his name, but like, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. The only diff- thing I remember from him was arachnophobia, the film of all the spiders yeah, and tranches. Like, what, what, talking about going different routes, it, it reflected the performances in the film. I know, oh, Jeff Daniels was unreal in fairness. So. Like, he, how, how, he must have got, he must have got the short stick because what the fuck did he do after? I know, I know well, he's yeah, still yeah, done more than most Jim Carrey every. was just an unbelievable actor, you know what I mean? So Yeah, true enough. Um, right, we're going to leave it there for this week. Um, the fucking sun is baiting into that window, lads. We just want to finish off uh, by sending on a condolence to two young lads who passed away recently, uh, Aidan O'Connor from Dingle, County Kerry, only 40 years of age, had an accident and collision in a match recently, so a, a dreadful, sad situation, yeah, thoughts and prayers with him. And also, um, young man Niall O'Connor from uh, Port Ferry GAC Club and Down, also 14 years of age, who I believe died um, over the last week, so condolence about their families. That's so we'll leave it enough for this week, Paddy. Thanks for tuning in to the Rory Stories podcast. You can get us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Good luck. Good luck.